waking up on a Monday, going with a 2-1 and one on record, but almost hitting the Jets' money line. Do I have a stitch fest and a half to unload on Greg Williams this morning? We got ourselves a double-decker Monday night football, Monday afternoon matinee affair. It's just football, football, and more football this December 2020 season. Top of the week to you. Look. I felt great about yesterday's picks. I told you, let's do a quick little Chris Berman as we go down the 2-1. and one. Detroit pulls a rabbit out of a hat. I'll take zero credit there. That's just nothing but a Mitchie True Biscuits collapse. We know as great teams have exuded and bad teams have also exhibited. Great teams get breaks. Bad teams get unlucky breaks. The Bears were that yesterday. So were the Jets. But the Jets stay 0-12 and maintain their first pick. But look. Let's dive in to straight betting trends from yesterday because I want to go down the list of picks and show you that if you go too hard or too all in on betting trends or let's say analytics, this is again where I think for you, you listen to the information I share, you listen to my emotional perspective, and then you make your educated hypothesis. Because again, for me, it's analytics, it's a little manalytics, and then yeah, I'm a science guy, you know, I'm sorry. I I'm looking at Derek Carr on a West Coast, early East Coast start time for a West Coast team, and I'm saying to myself, we could get a little bit of a bad beat. Again, I'm betting as a bachelor single party of one individual. If I had five mouths to feed on a Monday, I'm not taking the Jets plus 320 money line against the Raiders. I'm not doing it. I got a little leeway and, you know, I just, I felt like the Patriots were going to annihilate the Chargers yesterday, which they did. Felt like the Rams were going to continue the betting trend against the Cardinals, which they did. Went a little ballsy with the Tennessee Browns pick. And so let's dive into these numbers because, again, I find it very interesting when you look at statistics and betting trends to learn from your ears that not always do the betting trends work, but sometimes they're very fascinating. So in this Cleveland game, let's start with the game I got wrong. I went Titans because I personally felt like Vrabel was, is a better coach than Stefanski. So why did I go with the Titans? Browns were 1-10 against the spread in their last games on the road. They were 3-30 and 30 straight up in their last 33 games as road underdogs. 1-15 in their last 16 games on the road against teams with winning records. And again, last but not least, the Titans were 11-3 and straight up in their last 14 games as a favorite. Very heavy on the anti-Browns train going into that betting trend of a pick for the weekend. But again, mentioned to it, alluded to it yesterday on the podcast. You got incredible value if you took Cleveland plus four. What I started to do was see that number drop. The early look-ahead line, we did a piece on Derrick Henry averaging five yards after contact. In this part of the season, going on two years now, trying to make it a third. I liked all the early line numbers I saw, but when it dipped from minus six to minus four, and still in favor of the Titans, you have to sit there and say to yourself, okay, why? Um, it's it's going to be the similar thing as I look ahead and break down the Bills Niners tonight on your doubleheader second game on your local listings, but it's worth noting. Now, on the other side of the coin, backing up my winning pick, the Rams and the Cardinals take a listen to these betting trends. Rams 16-6 and six straight up in their last 22 games as road favorites. Bear in mind, they were minus 2.5 going into Arizona. They had come off six straight victories against Arizona. 
three years in a row, McVay and Goff have dominated this squad. The Rams were 5-1 and one against the spread in their last six games in the division on the road, and they were 10-1 and one against the spread in their last 11 games after and against the spread loss, obviously losing to the Niners the week previous as six-point favorites. These NFC West rivalry games are interesting. We've heard it all over. Some teams own some, others own others. Either way, those analytics, those betting trends very much solidified and backed up why I went Rams. And then one more recap comment before we go into today's doubleheader. I thought it was worth noting. Look, there's three things that we know in this world. Death taxes and Belichick owns rookie quarterbacks, baby. Come on. He's 20-5 and five against him. He just improved to 21-5. and five. We got Stidham to Sony Michelle garbage time fantasy numbers yesterday, people. Did you wake up expecting that? I did because I'm driving the Dean Spanos San Diego apology tour caravan up and down the five until Dean wants to properly apologize to the 619 or 858. You pick an area code down here. Me and Burgundy are waiting until Dean Spanos apologizes to San Diego, fires Anthony Lynn, that 18-4 and four little nugget I mentioned to you about the overall record between the Patriots and the Chargers, second best record of any team ever since the 1970 merger. Are you kidding me? Again, I wasn't even trying to be funny yesterday. I said, normally I'm nervous about a team in December on the road. The Chargers have no fans. It's not a road game. The Chargers have no fans. Herbert should have never cut the hair. I don't know what's going on. But the Chargers are the most talented roster with the most under- appreciated fan base and they're just underperforming again great organization versus a bad organization and that was separated by how many touchdowns you do the math because it literally breaks my SoCal heart when I look at that score but look we don't have no heart in this sports book we pick winners it's you and me versus the books baby so yeah we're gonna fade spanos on this san diego screw this la chargers tour as we continue on down the road enjoy a nice little top five pick chargers you're worse than the giants this year and that makes no sense on paper all right double header baby tell the bosses in the bumble dates early you're off the grid we got two games on a monday washington at the steelers it's been a minute since we've seen this Washington team, you were enjoying turkey stuffing and all things anti-Cowboys on this Thanksgiving week and a half ago, coming off of 41-16 routing. And if you were listening to the pod every day, you know I was all over Washington plus three. Same methodology as we always have in the divisional rivalry games when you're getting three points. Again, better coach team versus a team trending down. Not a soul believes in McCarthy in that locker room, to me, that was an easy pick. Ronnie Rivera, absolutely a culture guy there. And here we are by the numbers. Coming at you, Washington 6-5 and five against the spread and 5-6 and six against the over-unders coming into this. Washington, Antonio Gibson, absolutely playing out of his mind. He's got 645 rushing yards on 4.6 yards per rush, leading all NFL rookies with 11 tugs. Again, Steelers coming off a very short week, odd Wednesday matinee. That's got to factor in here, and they only won 19-14. Now, this number started all the way up at 9.5-10 per odd shark, okay? And it's dropped all the way to 8-5 and now to 6-5, and I'm seeing per odds by BetMGM, even Washington plus 6. 
that tells you that the Sharps are hammering Washington. But again, the difference in plus seven, plus seven and a half, which is long gone versus plus six, plus six and a half, big, big difference. Now, again, Pittsburgh, just a 13th team to start the season, 11 and 0 in the Super Bowl era. And of those 12 other teams, nine won their 12th game. So, backing up the Steelers on a Monday, they've won 10 straight games back to 2014 on a Monday. They're undefeated during that stretch, straight up and 8-3 and three against the spread in 2020. So Washington is 3-2 and two straight up and against the spread in their last five games, but they've outscored opponents by 52 since week 7. Pretty, pretty impressive. However, <laughs> Washington, in their last 14 games on extended rest, which is relevant today, Washington's 0-14 against the spread and 1-13 straight up. Mike Tomlin, little caveat, is 8-2 against the spread in his last 10 games. Pittsburgh's won six straight against Washington. You're looking at two top five statistical defenses. I think the fact that Pittsburgh on a short rest, particularly short rest, who body clock-wise plays on a Wednesday and then has to get ready for Monday football? you got to give them a little leeway. They have COVID concerns. James Conner potentially not going today. This is all factored in. I think you have to take Washington with the points, even at six and a half. If you can buy half a point, which I always recommend, sit back on Washington plus seven. I also got an inkling this very much could be an under. I liked the under. That was my pick in Baltimore and Pittsburgh last week. All signs point to under in this one. So that's my pick. I'm going to go Washington plus seven. And that's if you can buy half a point. If it's all the way down to six, if you're going off buying a full point, then you're starting to look at minus 130, minus 140 juice. That means 140 down and 100 back. You're starting to look at it. You're like, ah, eh, maybe I'll just do like a two team teaser and take, you know, Bills plus seven and Pittsburgh to win straight up. At a teaser minus 130, which could very well be appetizing as well as we segue in to the headliner of tonight's matchup. Bills Niners, Bills plus 100 or plus 1.5. I'm flabbergasted. This is such a tip your fro to Shanahan and his coaching staff. There's no other way around it. This is Mullins. Garoppolo's not playing again. What other backup quarterback going against arguably a playoff team headed into the playoffs, having a great season? Bills coming in four and one straight up over their last five games and three and oh against the spread in their last three. And it's still a pick'em game. Now this line opened up at two and a half. Bills minus two and a half as a road favorite. Over under was set at 48 points. This is Buffalo's ninth game as a betting favorite. They've gone 7-1 straight up and 4-4 four and four against the spread in those past eight games. The over is 4-2 and two in the last six games between the Bills and the Niners as well. But again, Buffalo, last thing I'll note, 5-0 and oh against the spread in their last five games versus the NFC. San Francisco, 8-4 and four against the spread in their last 12 games as an underdog. Now, the Bills have scored 27 points or less in 
five of their last seven, scoring 27 or more in each of their first four. All of these odds and stats brought to you by Odd Shark. Go ahead and do your due diligence again. All these are just laid out for you information-wise for you to make the best educated guess. Now, here's what I'm thinking. This is where I personally get in trouble. All signs for me, signs guy, point to the Bills. Bills need this game. Bills saw what happened in the Browns-Titans. You know how important 8-3 and three is. You have to find a way to get this win. Let's throw this out. It's like a college bowl game. This is being played in Phoenix. This is where the Rams and the Cardinals played yesterday. This is not in San Francisco. This is not a normal Monday night game. If you're saying to me right now this is a pick em game, pick em game. I have to go with the Buffalo Billies. I'm sorry. It's 8-3 and three versus 5-6. and six. It's 8-3 and three versus 5-6 and six and a backup quarterback, mind you. A backup quarterback. They haven't played. The Bills and the Niners, 6-6 in the series, by the way, and the Bills won 45-16 back in 2016. The Bills rushed for 313 yards in that one. Interestingly enough, the second most yards allowed by San Francisco all time, previous to 325 yards allowed to the Rams in 1958. That little stat brought to you by Yahoo Sportacular. So again, Bills coming off a Chargers 27-17. Three turnover game. Buffalo lost 17 of their previous 18 games in which they had three-plus turnovers. But again, bringing it back like a comic. Earlier in the set, Spanos Apology Tour. Bad karma Chargers. You can do whatever you want against the Chargers and the betting trends and the stats. Will not matter because you will get a dub. Two teams coming off two completely different games where, again, you're talking about Shanahan absolutely out-coaching McVay last week, and you're arguably saying the Bills got away with covering the spread in the minus five. Again, remember, Herbert throws a freaking Rainmaker Hail Mary, and then they can't get in, so Bills cover five. It looks like the Bills are playing incredible football. They're not. This game tonight, I expect it to be a little ugly. I expect it to be a little unattractive, almost like a painting that's as expensive as you may not wonder why. Why is this game so expensive? Why is this painting so expensive? Why is this Bills Niners this is a highly anticipated matchup? We're watching running, running, Josh Allen running around. I would probably, I would say if there is a play tonight, it's probably the under. I got to be honest. I, I expect Shanahan to find a way to, to keep this Bills team in check for a, a large portion of this game. Odds brought to you by MGM. It's at 48. 47 and a half. It's a pick em. And again, Buffalo started out as a favorite, just like the Steelers did as a 10-point favorite. So what does that mean? That means that people have put money on Washington. People have put money on San Francisco. Art says Steelers bills tonight. Head. Head says Niners probably get it done, which makes no sense at all. No sense at all. Like a beautiful girl with a guy with 19 piercings and tats. And you're like, why? Does he have a sick personality? No, he's got a motorcycle. Okay, that's why they're together. It's like the same thing here. It's like Bills, Niners. Bills make sense. Has to be the Bills. They're the better team. They're the better record. Why is the spread a pick with Nick Mullins? Vegas knows something. Vegas knows something. I do fade myself occasionally tonight would be a potentially fade-yourself moment. These games both could go under and should go under. Betting trends say otherwise. We duck our head. We take a little bit of winnings from yesterday. We'll put a little quiche on it. Final picks before we wrap. 
Enjoy your Monday doubleheader. I'm going to take Washington plus six and a half. Buy the half point. Get it to seven if you can. Because I'm seeing six and a half at the moment. If you can, take the Bills plus one and a half. I like it. I also like under 48. That's it for me. Money line, Monaco. Check your highlights on my pages, among other. Oh, my goodness. Jets money line. Thanks, Greg Williams. We were almost eaten out. See you tomorrow. That's it for me. I'm out.